0: Hello, this is Dr. Daniel Van with this week's parenting podcast on helping kids with more self-compassion. School is starting across the country. Down here in Florida, school is in full swing. Some kids love it as they experience the flow of learning while enjoying their peers. Other kids find it dreadful, like the red tide down the Gulf Coast. Going from the freedom of the summer to the stuffiness and structure of school it's just—it's just hard to adjust to and parents fall along a similar spectrum some parents find the new stress exhausting other parents are relieved to finally get the kids finally get the kids out of the house and in school as the school year moves along children start to feel more comfortable they adapt to the new schedules and approach life with more zeal some of our kids right now are experiencing a ton of stress especially in this county but but all over you know kids are taking Uh, In some places, eight classes per day. If you think about it, as adults, if we were doing that when we were younger, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we'd be extremely overwhelmed. Lots more is expected of kids. I will often say one of the best college courses I took was public speaking at the University of St. Thomas. Very enjoyable. Twenty years later, my daughter had a public speaking class in the second grade. I took keyboarding in high school, now they learn it in the first grade. But it's more than just technology, with things moving a lot faster. More is expected, more is demanded. Kids are facing more stressors, and it's happening at younger and younger grades. And what we want to do is help kids have more self-compassion. You know, the pressure is large on the kids, and it comes in many forms. Parents may not be aware that they are imposing pressure, Kids may put pressure on themselves. This may lead to emotional flooding, which then leads them to filter their perceptions through their emotions. They perceive pressure by others, you know, due to their feelings. Kids may experience pressure when their friends experience pressure. This is real. You know, we've seen that center in, in our helicopter parenting research that um, pressure from teachers, pressure from parents, it affects peer relationships. Uh, thus, kids may. You know, they may have trouble separating their individuality from their friends. Um, So, of course, our goal is to help foster the kid's own individuality. But the bottom line is the kids are experiencing pressure, and a lot is asked of them. Um, So what are some ways parents can reduce pressure, help uh, youth experience less pressure, less stress? And I think most importantly, help them to have self-compassion on themselves. So let's talk about those. One is make school fun. Parents need to keep coming back to having fun. As sports and social psychologist John Tower writes in his book, Why Less is More for Wasps, Well-Intentioned, Over-Involved Sports Parents, How to Be the Best Sports Parent You Can Be, parents have to take the pressure off the outcomes and put more attention into the effort, but most importantly, sports have to be about having fun. How does how does this relate to school? Yes, let's go, let's go through that again. Taking pressure off the outcomes, putting more attention into the effort, right? Making school fun, right? We want to make learning fun. The goal of learning is to become a better human being, to grow in virtue, critical thinking, and love of learning virtue to develop for young people is curiosity, right? Curiosity that uh, they learned, they experienced fun, um, but boredom <laughs> combination in the summer. But they learn to be less bored. Now they have a pressure packed, a uh, pressure packed assignments, pressure packed schedule. Uh, they may be overwhelmed, and so they use the words boredom. What we want to do is foster curiosity. The answer to boredom is curiosity. Uh, When a child learns to love, uh, when a child learns to love learning, it makes all the difference in the world. We want to emphasize love for learning more than relaxing, more than being entertained, more than conquering grades, classes, uh, getting grades. We want to emphasize love for learning. We also want to emphasize unconditional love, right? There's nothing that a, a child can do to increase our love for them. There's nothing a child can do to decrease our love for them. We want to have compassion on our child, especially if they are overwhelmed. And by Thursday or Friday or the first week or the second week, um, we want to emphasize unconditional love. Even if their energy is low, um, their energy may be low, they may be overwhelmed. And what we want to do is have compassion for them So in turn, we can reinforce their self-compassion. Another key element is we want to express how proud of our child we are. Not just after achievements, not just after outcomes, but I'm so proud of who you are. And I think we do want to explicitly discuss anxiety and pressure management. The goal is not to eliminate anxiety, but to manage it. uh, To manage it, excuse me. Um, And it's it's a the the key is arousal management, right? Um, We don't want to be so overwhelmed where we become apathetic, right? But we do want to acknowledge some of the stress that we're experiencing, and we want to have the right amount, that balanced approach of self compassion in dealing with the stress. In um, some things we can talk about, like pressure with poise, you know, pressure under pre- or poise under pressure. Pup, right? We want to talk about coping strategies when experiencing perceived pressure or self-imposed pressure. But we need to take a moment and help foster self-compassion. So this takes time to be gentle with yourself. We want to help our child to slow things down. Don't just run home. And turn on the TV, turn on the video games, turn on the music, uh, tur- turn on Odyssey. But instead, take time to enjoy the quiet. Take time to have compassion on themselves. Slow things down for your child. Give them encouragement. And one thing we might do is introduce smells. Smells, that's right, smells. When you think about the five senses, smells go is the one that doesn't, it's the one sense that doesn't go directly through the prefrontal cortex, but goes straight to the amygdala and help stop the flooding help a person be mindful in the moment help them to be present so introducing smells can help a child slow down so think about doing some visualization you know ask a kid to imagine different smells one at a time some sm- that smell good right and they may you may even ask them that, you know what are some bad smells but have them close their eyes use their imagination And have them pretend they're smelling strawberries. You know, can you smell the strawberries? You know, what kind of smell is it? You may even buy strawberries here. Perfect time here in August in a lot of places. Um, But repeat this with other smells. You know, smoke, like by a campfire. And uh, this is a great weekend for some campfires, some s'mores action. Uh and if they just got through the first week of school, uh this this is a, this is a great time to celebrate. Um have them visualize smelling popcorn, right? Or um you know, uh mint candy. So initiate some talking about different smells that they like and and uh And this is a a simple mindfulness strategy. You might even get some Andy's mints or some strawberries uh, or even blueberries. But strawberries, um, maybe smoke if you have uh, s'mores. Um, But just taking some time to help get them in the moment. A great mindfulness activity is using smells to to slow our children down. Of course, they need our encouragement. And we want to reinforce that's self compassion right because right now there's a lot of pressure and stress let's really emphasize self compassion and taking time to be gentle with yourself this is dr daniel vaningen with this week's parenting podcast on helping our kids with more self compassion